The first thing that came to mind was Lost. Are you serious? Six feet under. Amazing. Best ending of Amazing any series show. ever. Oh, Dexter. What? MASH had a rather dramatic ending. Remember? Like they had lifted off in the helicopter, and I think I hated it. Hi, I'm David Allen Moss. Welcome to another episode of Wake Up Call. Today, our theme is End. Our featured guest today is Jim Kukrell, and we'll hear from Mallory Abbott toward the end of the podcast. Our first guest that I'll be sitting down with is Tammy Wise. But first, a word from our good friend. Hi, I'm Thomas Fox with Creative Mornings Cleveland. We're thrilled to have Evergreen Podcasts on board as our official podcast partner. Evergreen Podcasts is committed to producing the best original content and engaging shows. Right now, you're listening to Wake Up Call, recorded on location at the monthly Creative Mornings Lecture Series. Enjoy. Good morning, Tammy. It's really awesome to have the publisher of Freshwater Cleveland sitting here with us. You know, when we're talking about an end, we could have a happy ending, we could have a sad ending. Which do we remember more? Wow. This is how we're starting the conversation. (laughs) Do one of them affect us more than another? It's sometimes difficult to talk about. Right. So to answer your question, I think that the sad memory lingers with you longer than the happy. Yeah. Um, you know, with happy, you get that that burst, that adrenaline, that that pure joy, you know, that can lift you. But for some reason, it can disappear very quickly. And the yeah. sad can just... Hold on. Carry, yeah, carry I, with you. I tend so. to agree with you there. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Does it hit a deeper emotional cord within you? Uh, you know, sometimes sadness is associated with death, and that's so final. And how, how do you get rid of that? Emotion is a powerful force in our lives. And Tammy's right to ask the question, when it's a negative emotion, how do you get rid of that? Many people would argue that being emotionally connected and aware is what living really is. That's what makes it all worthwhile. But when something ends, be it a relationship, a job, a death, a chapter in life you weren't ready to end, what then? Where do we go next? How do we deal with the negative emotion that often comes along with that ending? Let's say you had a business and you had some partners and things just went off the rails. Which I did. Yeah. I had a business and I had a partner Can you and t- we split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's an end that's also a beginning. Yes. But when you're in that moment, there's a couple things going on and maybe you can talk about them. You have the psychological investment. The sweat itself is a thing. And then you have... Um, just the change that it really thrusts you into this state of flux. So is it, an end really is not static is kind of what I would like to talk about. Right, right. Well, using a being a business owner analogy, um, you know, I could say that I thought I was a doubles player, but I turned out to be a really good singles player mm. in tennis because I do mm-hmm. like tennis. So that end and that relationship did turn out to be a very good opportunity for me to grow as a person and take on something that I didn't normally think I could take on. Right. Again, it's this sudden catalyst, but maybe there's, there's always a blessing in some kind of ending. I think so. 
it's really based on your personality. So as an optimist. <laughs> mm. Glass half full. Yes, always. So so when you're throwing a curveball, you are a lot of sports analogies. Sorry. I'm not, just, <laughs> let's just go all analogies. Even, where, I'd like where, that to be the pa- podcast. Where did that all even analogy. come from? I don't even think I've ever said that before. <laughs> I think if you are the type of person that really takes a situation, almost any situation, and tries to flip it on the side and just really think, okay, what is the outcome that I can make so this is a positive situation? So I'm always searching for a positive or a blessing or, mm. a, you know, even a gift. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, a, in any opportunity. We've all heard the glass half full language and the saying that it's the journey that counts. But Tammy says she's always looking for the positive or that takeaway from the experience. It kind of takes some of the negative power away from endings, doesn't it? The change in perspective is key here. It makes us the active party. We're asking, what have I learned? What can I make into a positive? Tammy says, what is the outcome that I can make? An end or perceived negative experience is then no longer a thing that has happened to us. Now we're an active part of the situation and can have a hand in what happens next. What attracted you to stepping up and, and kind of sharing some of your thoughts about uh, your political and uh, adventures and just the whole idea of the end? Is there really an end or is it just a beginning? It's a fluid thing. It's not a static thing. Would you agree? Yeah, it's a fluid thing. I mean, everybody, entrepreneurs, anyone in life, you have a beginning and an end to something. It's it's about how you react to the end, how you move forward with it. Right, you know, right. Entrepreneurs love to fail. That's right. what I am. Um, there are a lot of people, though, who can't handle failure, who um, just stop, right? And they make the end the actual end. Right. Um, and that's the difference between um, happier people and the more successful people in my opinion, is that they, they don't get stuck in the ending. They start new beginnings when something bad happens to them. Right. And that's kind of what I write books about. I write books that are business inspirational, teaching people how to deal with failure and how to get up and, and be successful again, because we all fail. This is Jim Kukrell. He was the guest speaker at Creative Mornings Cleveland on this day. And did you hear the language he just used? They make the end, the actual end, Jim says. Again, we are an active player in the scenario. We have the ability to make the end, something else. Now, I don't think anyone likes to fail, but Jim seems to think we need to get a little more comfortable with it. you got to learn how to fail, and usually an ending is a failure. Right, right. So that's probably the biggest thing, and a lot of people are not into that. You know, nobody wants to fail. Nobody... Uh, is interested in hearing something they did that wasn't done well. But the truth is we do it every single day. Yeah. Um, so I actually like endings because they are the new beginnings. It's um, Unless it's something great, like you're just having like a great trip in Vegas and you don't want to go home. see that ending, you don't want it to come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but in, in usually uh, typically when something ends that's bad, there's two ways you can look at it. The first is... Um, boy, that destroyed me. I'm going to crawl into a hole and not open the door and not talk to anyone for the rest and of I my life. And I think we all know people and friends and family that have done that, and it's really hard to watch. And it is, and a lot of them have clinical depression, yeah. right? So I'm not discounting no. that people have medical issues. 
But if you're not clinically depressed and it's just your brain, you know, holding you back because you felt you failed, then there's a way out of that, right? So maybe it's helpful to think about the differences between learning how to fail and how much different that is than accepting failure or defeat. It's not really helpful to internalize the negativity, is it? Some people are driven by failures, so I guess that can work. But most successful people who live balanced lives would suggest turning that negativity into something positive. It's about climbing out and starting new. The whole political thing for me, like I said on stage just now, almost broke me to the point where um, if I was clinically depressed, I don't know what I would have done. Fortunately, I've not, and I was able to crawl out of it. But I'll tell you what. It took me about a year. I was bitter for about a year for all the people that didn't vote for me against all the people who did all that stuff against me. But then I really, my friend J.B. Glossiner, who's a, um, a doctor, J.B., who okay. runs a site called The Morning Coach, he said, Jim, it's a poison. You're waking up every single day worrying about what people are saying about you that doesn't affect your life. You're thinking about negative things. Let it go. Yeah. You know, his point, I just did a podcast with him. He's like, Jim, I want you to consider something. There are people literally spending time and energy today's world creating petitions to rewrite the ending of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because they're <laughs> they can't so upset. It. <laughs> they're so upset that Game right. of Thrones was not done right. What time and energy could you be putting in on something positive in your life as opposed to really worrying, upset that Daenerys got stabbed. I'm sorry, spoiler, if anyone hasn't watched it. I mean, honestly. And he's right. And one final suggestion from Jim. It's a bit of a mind trick, but it works. Start looking for yellow cars. Once you start opening your brain to the positive things that are happening in the world, you will start interpreting them and manifesting them more. If you start looking for yellow cars as you're driving down the road, you're going to see them more. That's just how our brains work. Yeah. So anyone listening to this, if you want to make some improvements in your life, look up the yellow car phenomena. And frankly, just start looking for more of the positive things in your life, and you'll start to see them more. You're listening to Wake Up Call. We'll be right back. At Evergreen Podcasts, we love great stories and great storytellers. We also know that life is busy. That's why Aaron Califato's podcast, Seven Minute Stories, is perfect for those of you that feel just like we do. Unique people, interesting thoughts, life questions, and more. All in a compact format that works for all of us. New episodes every Thursday. Take a listen and subscribe. Seven Minute Stories, because a lot can happen in seven minutes. You're listening to Wake Up Call. Welcome back. Our final guest is a special one. Her name is Mallory Abbott. Mallory has a very different relationship with endings. I am not afraid of endings at all. Unlike most people, uh, I have been facing endings my entire life. I was born with a congenital heart defect for which I've had several open heart surgeries. And uh, at this time, I'm 28 and I am facing a heart transplant. Um, I actually get to go meet one of my surgeons later this afternoon for the first time. Um, and I'm officially going to be listed in mid-August here in Cleveland at the Cleveland Clinic. And I am now launching a nonprofit to benefit uh, young girls and women with chronic illnesses, specifically those in need of organ transplants, really, and just raise awareness for 
how important organ donation is. And I'm, I have time to do this finally for the first time in my life. I no longer work. I, I can't anymore. I like lost the ability to work because I'm so sick. So I am launching a nonprofit from bed. It's pretty okay. awesome. <laughs> well, you're here now and you look vibrant and there's a spark in your eyes. And I have uh, like three or four questions. Yeah, go ahead. But one specific to you, uh, you know, how long is that wait? You get on the list. With heart transplants, it's not like a, you know, a kidney where somebody can just donate one to me. Unfortunately, somebody, you know, my size, my blood type, um, good health has to like die in an accident where they're going to be brain dead and able to to give a heart and they have to be an organ donor they have to be near so Cleveland there's, there's no telling how long no <laughs> my doctors hope that once I'm listed within six months coming face to face with the end of something and that's something being your life well that's completely different than what most of us have experienced when we talk about endings Without the ability to stay positive and motivated, Mallory's condition would be absolutely crippling. But she's built up a little bit of an immunity to that kind of worry and fear of the end. And now she's trying to spread that positivity and outlook onto others facing similar challenges. So what I want to do with this nonprofit is take a group of uh, young girls and women who have these chronic health issues and and teach dance classes for them that are easy for them to do, whether they're struggling with endurance, which is a big issue of mine, or whether they are in a wheelchair or amputees, anything like that, and take choreographers around with me who are specialized in these things, help them out, use it as a, a, a way to make sure their mental health is on board. Um, I would also like to bring people with me who can help these women get a good career for their health. I just fell into a career that was not good for my health. I loved it, um, but that's something that people who are sick really struggle with. They don't have direction and being told, this is what you should do for this, your health. This is what you should do if you can't work anymore. This is a path that be better right. fit for you. Um, confidence is another big thing. I've always had, uh, you know, I have, I've had blue skin my whole life. I, my hair has started not so much falling out like, like you would if you were on chemo, but it's very thin. It used to be long and blonde. I've taken long-term medication for 15 years. Um, so I wear a lot of wigs, um, things like that. It's I've really embraced myself through this. I've, I've had photographers come on board um, and it's really taught me that just because I'm sick doesn't mean that I'm not beautiful. I've got a huge scar on my chest. Um, so that's a big problem for, especially, you know, girls with cancer, uh, they just have no confidence at all. Maybe what people don't realize and the people that get really caught up in an end, an end of a relationship, an end of a partnership, we all go through these things. We get caught up in that and we and it feels like the breaking point. Like that's gonna be it for me. <laughs> or you know, my life is never gonna be the same. Well, yeah, it's not. It's gonna be different. But you've turned it and turned it and turned it and every time you hit a breaking point, you said, nope. Get up back on the horse and I'm gonna do something closer to what I'm here to do. Closer, oh, I guarantee you that I'm gonna I'm gonna make this happen. Yeah. Regardless, so I don't even know if we've talked about how I launched this to begin with. Um, so I competed to be on the cover of Inked Magazine recently and uh, I did not get the cover, but I guarantee you I probably will be on the cover very soon. I don't say, okay, it's over just because the competition is. I did very well. That's great. <laughs> so Mallory is drawing attention to her nonprofit in that way too. Let's help her get on that cover. My Instagram name is at Mallory Barbie, M-A-L-L-O-R-Y Barbie. 
And on top of all we've heard from Mallory, she drops another heavy story on us. But like the yellow car theory that Jim told us about, she's found a way to be hopeful. My ex-husband left me right before I went into heart failure. I feel like my heartbreak literally caused my heart failure. I'm also really hoping that all the heartbreak I've faced in my life no longer exists, like at all, because it's a new heart, right? The big one for me, waking up one day, maybe sicker than I ever was, lost my vision, just lost all kinds of uh, body mass, and something was going wrong. And, you know, I was 35 years old, and I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. My pancreas just stopped working. I remember the first thing that hit me was, oh, does this mean I can't drink a pint of orange juice every morning? <laughs> and thinking what a sad reality that was. But it was much bigger than that. But I think it changed me, and maybe this conversation today is all about outlook and how you choose every day what your outlook's going to be. And uh, when you have a low, it can feel like an end. And I do think that you can take these kinds of setbacks and it becomes more of an awakening. It kind of opens your lens to all the possibilities, that silver lining. Like what Mallory talks about, it's a real blessing. You can overcome just about anything, and it's powerful. When you take from your painful experiences, your endings and failures, and you grow from them, learn, press on, and reinvent yourself, the end really can become another beginning. It can be about the journey. Our response to failure can be shaped by the perspective we choose to have. So all these struggles, we can choose to see them as blessings in disguise. Even though they can be very difficult, they are still blessings. Wake Up Call is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, a proud member of the Front Porch Media Network. Special thanks to executive producers Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya, producer and audio director Dave Douglas, account manager Connor Standish. Thanks to 2Bob Crew for the use of their song Rooster, available on iTunes. And if you would, please like and review this program. It really helps. Learn more about this and other podcasts from Evergreen at evergreenpodcasts.com. Wake Up Call, ideas that crow. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.
This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.